Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the spookiest time of the year and we're celebrating it with your own stories and questions. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. And this week, it's all about you in a listener special. Happy Halloween! What better way to celebrate than making you the star of this week's episode? I'll be answering questions, hearing your own paranormal encounters on voice note and reading some out too. Remember, you can get in touch on email, WhatsApp or on any of our social media accounts and details of them all are at the end of the podcast. Well, first we start with an email from Oliver who wants to know more about the shadow-like spirits in his home. Hi Yvette, we've had a range of paranormal activity occurring in our house, most of which is fine and has calming feels, almost like a relative wanting us to know they're around. But of recent, we've had a range of sightings of black shadow-like figures moving around the house or the end of a black cloak or cape-like swish shoot around a corner as we look directly in that area of the house. Whatever is going on is stemming from the small hall by our front door. Our puppy starts barking like crazy at random areas of the house and sometimes will come to get either myself or the wife. Usually, like I said, the feelings around the activity have been calming or something to even giggle at with one of us saying, oh, Nanny Jean or Puppy Simeon are up to their tricks again. But recently with these shadow-like figures, there's been a feeling of not so sure and uneasiness about them. But my question is, what are these shadow-like beings? Are they negative spirits, obviously associating the colour with negativity as they portray in the movies? Or are they any old spirit trying to manifest? We have crystals around the house for love, protection and plenty of selenite to cleanse and recharge. So we will be safe. Kind regards, Ollie T. Well, hi, Ollie. Thanks so much for getting in touch. Right. First thing to say is don't worry. It sounds to me like you have a beautiful, loving, happy home and it's made even more positive by you and your wife being able to feel the presence of your relatives. When a house is filled with love and happiness, very rarely can a dark entity materialise and create havoc. It sounds to me that this dark shadowy figure could be connected to the house. Perhaps they lived there many years ago and now and again their energy can be seen and felt. And don't forget the people who lived in your house or perhaps were worked or lived on the land before your house was built will still see the structure or vista as they saw it when they were alive. This cloaked figure could just be going about his or her business and now and again you happen to see it. 
And negative energy will not be able to enter your house while the spirits of your loved ones are around you. That's very important to remember. They would never, ever let that happen. If you are worried, then you must talk out loud to the spirit and ask them with respect to stop frightening you and your family. Nine times out of 10, the apparition will disappear. Please let me know how you get on. Next up, Ellis gets in touch with the paranormal experiences throughout his life. Hi, I've um, found your podcast recently and I've been enjoying it a lot. I thought I'd just send a quick voice memo to talk about some of the experiences I've had. Um, some as a child and then some quite recent. Um, I've lived in quite a few houses throughout, throughout my time, so I seem to have a few things at each house I've lived in, so I don't know if something's following me or I don't know. But um, I think the biggest memory I've got from growing up, I think I was about three or four maybe and um, we lived in a really old uh, Victorian house on a street where there was a lot of old factories um, some of them were still open but a lot of them were closed and this big house was the main house where the, the boss of the factory lived so it was kind of his house where he would overlook everything and live and all the other houses were quite small on the street but this house was quite big and had a uh, a few rooms and a loft as well, which was converted into rooms. That house was always a little bit, I don't know, it always had a bit of an atmosphere when we were growing up in there. But yeah, as I said, I was about, I think I was about three or four when we were there. And I remember vividly lying in bed and waking up and there was a really high pitched laugh in my ear. And I'll never forget it. It was so, so vivid and, well, it was real, 100% real. I wasn't dreaming. I was lying there and I could hear it in my ear, only in one ear. Uh, I think it was my right ear. And I remember it to this day. It was really high pitch and quite evil, to be honest. It didn't sound like a nice, nice laugh. It was just, like, really evil. The thing why it reminded me of at the time, because I was obviously quite young, was Cruella de Vil. And that is, that is what it sounded like to me. So that was probably the first thing I remember. And that house was always, there was always a lot of different things happening. Um, like my mum would be chased down the stairs. You'd hear like footsteps behind you chasing you down the stairs. Um, the lights would go off in the attic if you were up there on your own all the time. That was quite freaky. Obviously the laughs, you would just hear and see things out of the corner of your eye and, and it's, yeah. I remember it a lot, and even being so young, it still lives with me today. And then, when we were a little bit older, teenagers, we lived in a different house, which again, it was opposite a cemetery, which, you know, sounds a bit, a bit typical. You live near a cemetery, it's gonna be haunted, but it was, yeah, there was definitely something in that house which didn't want us to be there at all. Uh, a lot of different things happened in that house with seeing you know black shadows go past the doors and bangs and crashes and um i remember one time my brother saw me walk past the door but i wasn't in i wasn't even i don't think i was in the country at the time i was visiting grandparents in spain but yeah he he says he remembers to this day he saw me walk past the door and wondered why i was there because obviously i wasn't in the country <laughs> so with that house Everything was kind of fine and normal until we went into the attic and we found a noose and the noose was just hanging there uh, by itself in the attic and that's after we found that, that's when things started happening. 
and then yeah quite a lot of random weird things but it just felt dark in that house like something really did not want us to be there probably i think last year or the year before i was living in a house it's probably the first time i've experienced anything basically it was a cat so i had a cat ghost <laughs> in my house um it was a house i my friends used to live in and they they had cats and one of them died in the bedroom where i was sleeping uh, not at the time it died when they lived there i used to hear it running up and down the stairs all the time like a like a cat you could hear its four paws running up and down the stairs uh, there was a time where just as i turned the light off to go to sleep and something lump, like jumped from the top of the wardrobe onto the floor and it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was just a towel. I thought there was a towel hanging up on the wardrobe and I thought it just like fell off. That's why it sounded like, like a foot. But obviously I looked and there was nothing there. But once, once I like, kind of thought about it, it sounded like, like a cat. Again, a cat had jumped off the wardrobe onto the floor and then ran off and you heard it go down the stairs. And then every time I kind of came, came home, opened the door, you'd hear it running to the top of the stairs. Uh, to kind of almost to like greet you and see see you, which was quite quite interesting. Uh, but again, yeah, I didn't feel scared or anything in that house because it just you know a cat. But I did wake well actually. I did wake up with scratches one night, like cat scratches, like claw marks. And I'm allergic to cats, so when I get scratched by a cat, it comes up quite red and raw and itchy, and it was exactly the same. So. But again, I didn't feel scared because, you know, what's a kitten going to do? But then I got my own cat. Ever since getting the cat in the house, I never heard anything again. Um, it just kind of disappeared. So I don't know whether <laughs> it got jealous and left or I don't know. But yeah, so there's been a few different things happening throughout the years. Um, I've recently moved into an old factory, old factory converted into loft apartments. Um, nothing's happened as of yet, but we will keep seeing, keep our mind open and see if anything happens. And if it does, we'll get back to you. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention one other thing. Um, this episode I'm on now has just reminded me of it. Um, so this episode you're talking about like dark masses and dark kind of like fogs. Um, it's just reminded me of something. So I've had a few dreams in the past where I've had that dark fog and dark mass, like in the corner of a room. It's hard, really hard to explain, but in the dream, you can feel it before you see it. It's always in the corner of a room and it's kind of, you know it's there. You can see it, but you know that it's not good and you shouldn't be near it. Um, I've had it a couple of times, two or three times before kind of hearing it on this podcast. So it's not something I've heard of before. But it's just reminded me of these dreams that I've had. Um, one of them was quite vivid. It was in a shed, like a, well, not a shed, like an old Victorian outhouse shed kind of thing, like where the toilets would have been, outside toilets. And I can remember being in there and it, this mass, like black energy kind of thing was in the corner. And I just knew in the dream that I needed to get away from it. And it's, I remember it now. It's very, very vivid in my mind. So yeah, I just thought I'd add that in as well. Thank you. Finding a noose in the attic? God, Alice, sounds like a horror movie. 
and quite common for paranormal activity to start when something, like an object, is unearthed or found. Sometimes when the activity becomes regular, it's because the entities or entity want you to know something, perhaps help them. Remember, in most cases, anger is born from fear. So could this laugh have been stone tape theory, a memory of laughter possibly? Or it could very well have been something malevolent. You have to go off your feelings, don't you, Ellis? You know, don't you, when a house has a darkness to it. And this house you lived in certainly sounded as if something dark was living there. As for the cat, yes, this is very common. I've had reports of all kinds of ghostly animals, but dogs and cats are the most widely reported. I've never had to move an animal on before, but if I'm right, it should be no different to moving a person on. After all, we are all souls, beings of light. I'm glad you don't live there anymore. But yes, keep me posted, Ellis, if anything else happens in this new home. Now, David got in touch after listening to our Haunted Paintings episode. As an artist himself, he gives some insight into paintings and the artist's energy. Dear Yvette, firstly, I just want to say how much I'm enjoying your podcast. It's really engaged me back into my interest in spiritualism and the paranormal, and I really enjoy hearing about your ghostly experiences. Why, thank you. This week's podcast was especially interesting as I'm an artist, and I think paintings and drawings do inevitably capture the energy of the artist. Your chat reminded me that some time ago there was a TV series on Sky Arts called Fake, the great masterpiece challenge. Museums around the country invited the public to view paintings in their collection, but among the collection would be one painting which was a fake. The fake painting in each show was created especially for that episode, using the skills of a professional artist who copied from the original work. To win the challenge, members of the public had to identify the fake using their knowledge of art history and observation, like checking the artist's painting style or investigating the brush strokes and even trying to smell if the paint was fresh. But most, if not all, were framed and behind glass, so smell couldn't be detected. During the show, the presenters talk to the public and ask which painting they think is the fake and why. And I remember a particular show where one couple stood in front of a painting and said that they were convinced it was fake because they couldn't feel any energy coming from it, unlike all the other paintings. They said they were psychics and it turned out they were right. They had correctly identified the fake painting. This is interesting in the context of the discussion about whether the energy of the artist is captured in a painting. I've no doubt that an artist's energy is transferred into a painting during making, but because the psychics couldn't detect energy from the newly created fake painting, I wonder if the source of a painting's energy comes more from the accumulated emotions of all the people who view them, something like a focus point for stone tape theory. It's all very interesting and needs more investigation. On another thing on the subject of art and paranormal, which may be interesting for a future podcast, have you heard of Coral Polg or Polge, the psychic medium artist who drew portraits of loved ones in spirit? I first read about her in the 1970s when I first got interested in the paranormal. I found vids on YouTube of her speaking about her work and I wonder if there are other spirit medium artists out there, which is now my cue to start researching that question. Keep up the very excellent work. Regards, David. David Bell from San Remo in Italy. Well, thank you so much, David, for your email and absolutely fascinating. 
Yes, I truly believe that a painting holds energy. After all, we're all energy. Everything emits energy, does it not? Psychometry is fascinating to me. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's where a person can hold or touch an object and concentrate on the energy that the object is giving them. I've done this myself. And as I close my eyes, instantly images and words flash in my mind's eye. I then tell the owner what I've seen. And most times they tell me that I've received the correct information. So obviously, I forgot to mention that I'm actually holding some kind of trinket or object. So I believe that each piece of jewellery, picture, painting, piece of clothing uh, or trinket has an energy. And through touch, some of us can get a picture of who perhaps once owned that item. Uh, Or say, for instance, I was once given, unbeknownst to me, a gun rifle barrel. Now, when I held it in my hands, closed my eyes, I was made aware of the First World War. And then I could see water and the country India. And then I said there was a huge explosion and I could see lots of people running about in total fear and panic. The number seven kept flashing in my head. What did this mean? I was then told that the object I was touching was salvaged from the wreck of the SS Campbellwell that hit a German mine on the 18th of May 1917 and the ship was heading to Calcutta, India and out of 65 crew members, seven Indian crew members died. So I believe definitely that energies can be stored and when we touch that energy, or stand very close to it, like those psychics did with the painting, all sorts of memories and feelings can be revealed. Now, everyone can do this, but you have to want to do it, if you know what I mean. So if you fancy it, sit down quietly and ask a friend or a relative to give you an item that you don't recognise, you know nothing about, and close your eyes and concentrate. Be patient and let the information come into your head. And if you decide to give a psychometry a go, then please let me know how it went. And going back to your email, David, right at the very end, you talk about a psychic medium artist. Well, of course, we've had him on the show before, and that is Brian Shepherd. And it's actually given me an idea. I think we will do an episode on psychic art and then on our website and social media, we'll put the pictures and paintings up there. And I would love Brian Shepherd to come on and talk more to us about how he gets this information uh, through to him. Does he see the image first and then paint it? Or as he's painting or drawing, does the information come through at the same time? Oh, and so many other questions. Anyway, thank you so much for that email. Wonderful. 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, this next story comes from Winnie, who gets in touch with her first ever encounter that sparked many more. Hello, Vet. Before I say anything, I just want to say what a fan I am of you and the Most Haunted Show. I watched the program since the very beginning. So in the last two years or so, I've started doing mediumship, which is going well. I'm still learning and developing that. Among the countless stories and encounters I have, I thought I would tell you how it started. So I always wanted to believe, but nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden it started. And once it was going, it didn't stop. I lived in an old house at the time and I saw a very elderly lady stood in the kitchen. I saw her another time stand up in the living room and walk out and the same night she moved my asthma inhaler to the side of my bed while I was nearly falling asleep while I needed it. Uh, not very dramatic but that was how it started. Then the next thing that really made me believe truly was I was pushed in the back by a ghost horse. I was clearing um, horse muck in a yard in thick fog. Um, imagine there was a 500 year old house on a mountain, an ancient farm building with a huge cobble yard I turned around expecting it to just be one of the horses but it was not there was nothing there and the horses were in the paddock next to the area like the long part of the horse head um, getting my attention when the owner came back from the house she said that there were many ghosts there and a horse was one of them the second huge thing, possibly the biggest thing that has ever happened, was at the same property. So my partner and I were um, in the big old family farmhouse and we were in the office. The house is divided into two parts, uh, which the grandparents were in one half and the parents in the other, with the office as the centre room accessible to both parts of the house. We heard his grandparents talking and busying about um doing this and that so before we left the house we went next door to say hello and goodbye well there was nobody there 
We searched the whole house and the office opened up the drive and nobody had come and gone. We were astounded and just looked at each other like, wow. And then the sound started again and we just stared at each other. We weren't scared, but we were amazed that we were both there and were both aware of what we were hearing and that it was coming from an empty house. Hope you've enjoyed those stories and I look forward to more of your podcast. All the best. Bye. Well, this ghostly woman, Winnie, could well have once lived in your house. She obviously had taken a liking to you and wanted to look after you. I mean, how lovely is that? It's very strange though, isn't it, when we come across the spirits of animals. The fact that the ghost horse nudged you in the back tells me that this was no stone tape theory haunting. This was real because it was interacting with you. A spirit of a horse that was just happy being in a comfortable and familiar environment. It sounds to me like you really are opening up spiritually. Imagine yourself as a little dynamo. The more spiritual work you do, the more energy you give off and the brighter your aura will be to the spirit world. I hope you'll keep me informed, Winnie, of your progress. Let me know of any future ghostly encounters you have. Well, following off Winnie's ghost horse, Jamie got in touch with a really interesting question on farm animals. Hi, Yvette. Hope you're well. I love your most haunted shows and podcasts, and I've been a fan for many, many years since the times of living TV. I was thinking the other day whilst listening to your podcast, and please don't take this as vegan propaganda, with an estimate of 1.2 billion animals being killed for food in the UK alone, all being sentient and each having their own soul and personality. Where would their soul and spirit go? And surely the abattoirs would be a hotspot for many animal spirits, etc. I would like to know your thoughts on this. We always think about what happens when we die and our pets, but never think of farm animals. Thanks for reading. Regards, Jamie. Well, as you probably know by now, I believe in reincarnation. And I truly believe, wait for this, (laughs) we as souls will at one time have been many different things, from the tiniest insects to birds, bees, dogs, cats, and yes, even cattle. Our spiritual beings have to understand that we're all part of the same energy. And to understand this, we must all experience life in so many different ways. So when an animal is killed, their souls, just like ours, ascend to another plane. There, The soul, the essence of that life, the light, then reflects on what it has learned. And only then can we start to understand what we have put our soul through. After a period of rest, the soul chooses whether to come back to this plane again. But what as? What does our soul need to understand this time. Now, this is going to sound a little bit strange because you've heard me say that when spirits pass on, um, you know, relatives that have, have, have gone over, gone to the next plane, uh, and we want to communicate with them and find out if they're all right. And we always say, do you want to come back? And they all say, no, they don't want to come back. So how does this fit with this reincarnation? But we have to think of time when we go over to the other plane it's completely different to what we understand time here is very linear you know one two three 
for the the time on our clock you know everything is 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 so uh, regimented and and we follow time you know our clocks go back on certain seasons the years the days and so on it's not like that on the other side time is so different so for us you know 50 years may pass maybe more and but for them on the other side it could be thousands of years. We have no idea. So time is completely different on the other side. So in a thousand years time, say for instance, this is the way to explain it really. In a thousand years, my dad's soul might say, okay, uh, I'm going to come back as a bee. I've never been a bee. I'm going to be a bee. And that's his soul's choice. That's the choice that the soul makes to become a fuller uh, soul, to learn more, to experience more. Um, And you know, that's as far as I've got from my understanding from the other side. Um, so basically, this is just my belief. And, and as I say, my understanding from the communication from the spirit world. And I hope my understanding of the soul in basic terms can help to alleviate some of your concerns, Jamie. Well, Andrew got in touch from the Family Histories podcast, and he was talking about his experiences as a little child. Hi, Vet. It's Andrew Martin here from the Family Histories podcast. I just wanted to tell you about my own paranormal experience. When I was about one or two, my family moved into an old red brick Victorian gatehouse on, on the edge of a country estate called Elverdon on the Suffolk and Norfolk border. Uh, being so little, I would sleep in my cots, but apparently I would cry a lot if my mother didn't put my toys in the cot in a particular order. Um, and on several occasions when she'd return in the morning, they'd still be lined up, but in a different order. It couldn't have been me because I was so small and my sister was too young to reach. My parents often heard footsteps on the stairs in that house and the light cord being pulled repeatedly in in the downstairs bathroom at the back of the house. We'd been told that an old man had died in the house some years earlier and wondered whether some of that might have been him. Then, when I was about eight, I remember waking up and seeing a woman at the end of my bed. She wasn't solid, she was quite faint, but I can still picture her now. She had grey, dark hair, was quite plump and wore her hair up, perhaps in a bun. Uh, She also wore either a shawl or uh, a few layers of clothing like cardigans. I didn't find this frightening at all. It was strangely calming and she just stood there right at the end of my bed for what felt like about 20 seconds kind of smiling in my direction before she just faded away. That was the only time I ever saw her. Obviously, as a genealogist now, I've tried looking through the records to identify who they might have been, but given the records are just a periodical snapshot and it's a country estate where there's been so many agricultural workers living in that house, it's impossible to know who they might have been. But, and I sometimes wonder whether the kindly lady ghost was feeling like she was a nanny and looking out for me and then you know when I was eight she decided I didn't need it anymore so she vanished she left her job was done I thought I would just share that with you um, as it's something that has stuck with me um, through my whole life Hi, Andrew. Do you know your story of the light cord being pulled reminded me of when I and the rest of my family stayed on the Queen Mary in America? I know I've told you this before, but William and Mary were staying in a connecting room to me and Carl. And between the room, we kept the connecting door open. 
All night, every night, we kept hearing the cord for the light switch above the kids' heads uh, where they were sleeping being pulled up and down, up and down, on and off, on and off. And the light was going on and off. Well, of course, I went to see if the kids were out of bed, but they were fast asleep. Now, this escalated into hearing little footsteps pitter-pattering around both the rooms. The woman at the end of the bed sounds like she possibly could have been a mother, grandmother, or yes, indeed, a nanny. She was watching out for you. And yes, possibly when she wasn't needed anymore, she disappeared. Her job was done. And talking about encounters as children, it seems they really are more responsive to the paranormal as we've got another experience and question from Stuart next, who speaks of his encounter as a child. Hi Yvette, I've been wanting to write to you for ages, but kept on putting it off. My story starts when I was younger, about five or six. My mother and I were sitting at home having lunch when we heard a key go in the front door of the house and someone ran at full speed up the stairs. My mother told me to stay where I was while she went upstairs and checked. She went into every room and looked in every cupboard, but she couldn't find anything. I know that ghosts, as far as I'm aware, do not carry keys, but we have no explanation for this. Also, if you can remember the old family allowance books you used to get. Well, one day my mum got it out and put it on the kitchen side table. She got me ready to go out, went to pick up the book and it was gone. After looking everywhere for it, she lost her temper and shouted out for whatever took it to put it back as she just did not have the time for this. She went back into the kitchen and there it was where she'd left it. We had many more strange things happen in that house. Mum and Dad and my brother still live there now. It was a modern build and nothing was on the land before, so it has always fascinated me. Do you think hauntings and paranormal activities can happen in places where nothing bad has ever taken place? Anyway, love your podcast, love Most Haunted, and I'm a massive fan of yours. Well, thank you. Uh, Keep up the good work, yours, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. That's really lovely. To answer your question, uh, can paranormal activity occur in places where there's no history um, of anything bad taking place? Well, absolutely, yes. I believe that indeed paranormal activity can begin anywhere at any time. Don't mean to frighten you. Why this happens, no one knows for sure. We can take a guess or better still ask the spirit why they've started to haunt a particular building. I know of some cases where spirits have just attached themselves to someone who they like the look of or or they're reminded of, say, a relative. Sometimes these spirits can be grounded and don't know how to move on to the next plane. And in a lot of cases, they need help to do that. And on that note, we've sadly come to the end of this show. It's one of my favourites. I just love hearing from you and all your paranormal experiences. So please keep them coming. Get in touch yourselves with any paranormal stories you've had. Please don't be shy. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address, contact at paranormalpod.co.uk, and we are on WhatsApp, and here is the number 075-999-27537. We are on Instagram, and the handle is at paranormalactivitypod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow, and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early listen guys have a great week stay safe happy halloween and remember things aren't always as they seem
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.